<laughs> All right. What is up, everybody? Keith Jamison, go back to you guys. 231 across the TFS Street. Sorry in advance for the kids screaming. It's just going to be the ambient noise today on the grind, and I'm going to need to grind the crap out of some coffee this morning, it appears. Hoop, Tilt City fame. What's up, man? How you doing? What's up, brother? Back for more. Well, so, so I have to know, have we already made you weak with the hoodie? It's not even like 60 degrees out. You're from Cleveland. You've seen snow. You've lived in snow. And now few short years of florida are you did you did you thin out already oh yeah big time i'm i'm a freeze baby absolutely at this point it's weird when i was actually back in ohio last winter i went and i played basketball with my brother outside in the snow and it wasn't really like all of a sudden my um my cold instincts were fine but when i wake up and it's 50 here and it's like sub 70 in my house i have to put on a hoodie so more or less, yes. It's, it's a common trait here in Florida, I will tell you, from people that come, they're just like, like, hold on, didn't you used to, like, live in Buffalo? Right. Speaking of Buffalo, holy crap, I mean, I know this is not an NFL football show, but I think that the stadium is supposed to be covered in snow or something by the time Sunday comes. Yeah, Buffalo's, uh, Buffalo's right in line. They always get hammered, so that is not surprising to me at all. Yeah. Yeah, we we've got one at the we got one contributor on the DFS side that lives in Buffalo, and I think he's a crazy person, but good dude, just a little bit crazy for living there. Anyhow, absolutely. I would love to go. We have a packed show, but we just finished with Laird yesterday. There's going to be one topic. I haven't told you the topic I have in mind. It's you fine. know, I have... proper planning. What were you going to say? I have something I wanted to ask you too, so that's fine. Good. Good. So I will start this morning on the grind and I will ask you this. Do you think, and this is something you brought up yesterday to me, like after the fact, how important is depth in your gallery? (laughs) Um, It's kind of in line with what I was going to ask you. So this works. There we go. Um, yeah, because I was going to, so I'll just I'll just say it. I was going to say to you that I know you have said that you want to keep kind of a thin gallery. Mm-hmm. And my question was going to be, you know, like how realistic is that? Unless you and what I figured that would segment or segue into is like whether or not you want to sell at losses too often. Um yeah, we can talk more about that. Yeah. We're gonna be very differing on that. Yeah. So I don't know that depth is important. Um, it just depends on how you go about procuring it. So like the reason I said depth is important is in my eyes, I like having people already in my gallery. I like having players already in my gallery that can step in for other players who maybe get priced out by their L10. So like having someone in-house who can kind of replicate what, say, like a Max Struess, for example, 29L10. We both love his upside, especially with some of the injuries that the Heat have. But Mm -hmm. at at 29, he's kind of getting to that point where, you know, you bought him at 21 or 19 or something like that. And then all of a sudden he's at 29. You're like, all right, I can't extract as much value out of that. I like he's having, all of a sudden struggling to be in contender. 
yeah, twenty nine. Right. I like having somebody in house already <clears throat> who I can just put in his spot and continue normal operations essentially. Um, I mean, you can go get one of those guys on the market when you need them, but I like having already paid for someone or having won someone so I don't have to then spend that ETH to go get his replacement. I want to see what the lineup looks like and then upgrade. Does that make sense? No, it, it makes sense. I'm probably completely on the other side okay. because, and I think the reason I'm on the side that I am is because I think the chance of having the guy, meaning like we we know by now, I think we've, we me and you probably knew this is coming, I think more than the general solar population did. But like this year, I feel like it's even been more of a cluster with injuries than even in the past. Um, like my DFS partner was just like, like it normally takes us to January to get to this silliness. And it's like not even a weekend. You know, we had Luca sit last night, which look, I'm that's this is not a complaint upon Luca at all. Like, you know, somebody asked me, I don't know if you agree with this, but somebody's like, What what was Luca's injury? Do you have anything to worry about? I'm like, nah, man, his back sore. He's been carrying everybody for the entire see. I mean, he's historic usage, like he's gonna break down if they don't they don't give him some maintenance day so back to back at home makes a lot of sense but um actually back to back on the road makes more sense so you don't piss off the home crowd but i say all that because there's so many opportunities that open up let's say that you do like some good scouting let's just say like brandon clark somebody that's come up in our talks with Laird a number of times lately great player right has huge upside he kind of checks a lot of your boxes of a guy that you would want. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I tried to make a trade for him. Couldn't get him. <laughs> but do you want Brandon Clark when the Grizz are healthy? Or do you want Thad Young when the Raptors have nobody? It depends on when I can get him. That's the thing. You know, like. Let's say all else being equal. All else being equal, I'd rather have the guy with the lower L10. Uh, and the guy well, let's just more, say hold on let's, let's actually hold on, let's just say all else being equal like like you know let's just do a world that they're both 18 l10s <clears throat> they're both at the time that you get it i understand this part is the, the fallacy of my argument is the moment that thad young becomes the play you have a lot of competition for him and you're trying to beat the rising charts i, I do get that but yeah. my point being if we just take it in a bubble i want the guy that's now projecting for 36 minutes because everybody got injured yeah yes i agree i agree but the the point you kind of just glossed over a little over. bit is <laughs> it's the it's the issue for me like i can't i can't compete like and i'm not in early enough because i'm Right. I'm doing too many damn things. And right, 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 and right. One day I'll get in. But like yesterday, I bought a Peyton Pritchard limited yesterday, like way above, you know, like he had already risen. And too too soon. It was like, what, a solid four minutes after Smart got rolled out and it was long gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a while after. And I mean, he's gone up still, but like <clears throat> I can get towards the lower oh, end. Yeah, a nice peak. game. Yeah, oh, wow. he had a really yeah. nice game. Yeah, I kind of hope I'm kind of just hoping that we hear whether or not Smart's out for the next game early. Honestly, it might be cell season, man. 
Yeah, I think so. I, I, was, I was thinking about it, and it's turned it into not a gonna, flip. It's not going to net me much, but the other thing too is my lineup's fine without him, and so I'm, that's what I want to talk. I'm more building about. my rare team. Point. Yeah, keep doing your point, and then I want to talk about that point. But that point, then we'll talk about rare more too. Yeah, so I mean, all things being equal, L10 included, I want the guy with the expanded opportunity. Um, right. It's just being able to find that guy and get him on my team without breaking the bank is is what's hard for me and kind of what we talked about with Laird and how, you know, like, is this going to push my champion team into the rare prizes? Is this going to push, you know, my contender team, even like the tier two, tier one prizes. And generally by the time I get to them, uh, you've bought them all, <laughs> but no, it's like, it's, it's harder to get to them. So yeah, all things being equal, that's who I want. And then you don't need the depth in that situation, but I like having the depth as kind of a hedge against that. And I'm okay with, I, I can see that. I'm okay with just winning a tier three instead of throwing a lot of ETH at a guy that might help me one week sort of thing. So that was actually like one thing I was mad when I re-listened last night, pretty much trying to get to sleep, listen to yourself on a pod to go to sleep without with your buddies. But um, I do think that that's one thing that sometimes we miss out on, especially in this game is that, the goal is obviously to win first. The goal is obviously to win a Luca rare or Giannis or I think it's one of those two. Hell, it might be SGA here shortly. <clears throat> but um, I think the reality behind like winning sometimes is just winning a card. Like 12th is winning and, and you know, getting some good yield back on your cards, not just first right. it's not if it's first you're last right yeah and i know we both employ that dfs mindset you know and maybe a little more me than you because you were more of a cash grinder than me and i was yeah gpp first or last but you know, I know there's I was... a lot of people that are like that i don't think i think so rare is so far from that but i do know that that's a mindset of a lot of people um you know and then like even something like sean i think is interesting his isn't Yes, he wants the first, but Sean's is actually like, I want first to 20th. Like he's like, his weekend is about getting the top tier prizes and he's right. happy versus, you know, if he's just getting a bottom tier. But funny enough, I joked with NBA, if you're not in the top tier, maybe you actually want the bottom <laughs> for the for the potential like shoot uppers, right? Because, you know, you get that mid tier guy, you know, you get your... Let's just call it Marcus Smart. First thing that came to mind as probably like a tier four, and he can easily be eclipsed by Killian Hayes. Right, that's true. During the pump up, NBA is so weird like that. I love it. I think it's it's and it, it actually brings credence back to this whole depth conversation because those depth guys. Let's just say your instance, you are building your depth, and now Brandon Clark is the guy. Now the real fun debate goes. You you got it right. You got the guy that you need. He just became the guy, and now you go. Should I actually sell him? Right. I I've sold most of my rewards just because they don't fit immediately. Well, I don't even know if it's selling the rewards. I think it's selling the guy once he gets in demand. Is so often the case if you yes. like you brought it up yesterday. If you bring up the point, then you just go. 
my lineup. Like, can I actually realistically yield a good enough reward to make up the difference between what this guy's worth and what he's going to crash back down to after a lot? Right. That's... I, thought, I find that part super interesting and, like, perplexing as somebody that held six killion haze last week and got right. off of three, I believe. I think I got off of three. And then seeing him in a lineup with Jokic, who gets ruled out after lock for COVID, was, was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. But yeah, I mean, I think that that part's like really fun. I already forgot the point in between. It'll come back that I wanted to, that that popped in my head as we were talking. But I mean, is that where you stand in depth? Is that there's actually no real good answer and it's really user preference? Well, yes, more, more or less, yes. Where I stand is, like I said yesterday, like I don't like selling at a loss, but I'd take a loss if I could guarantee a price on a player that I needed. Like if I could deal, I don't know who's one of my worst, um, one of my worst L10 performers right now. All right. So like Jeremiah Robbins and Earl, who's just been booty. Um, I would take a loss on him if I could package him and my remaining Ethereum for really any player that fits into my lineup the next week, not even worried about, you know, like long-term holdability or utility or anything like that. Like just give me a guy I can use next week. And if it's going to cost me someone like that, who I'm not really particularly worried about his future, then so be it. But depth, I think is more an opportunity than anything just because I want to, I just want to make sure I have guys who actually can pop right? when I don't have the Ethereum to spend. And that's just kind of the life of a someone who's, yeah, someone who's constantly out of Ethereum. <laughs> but that's why I think that in that situation, you should have the thin gallery and that you should be just okay. <clears throat> like I've long made it in my head that the price of the players is just the entry fee of the contest. And so if I bought a guy for point, I I like Larry talking in USD. So I'm going to keep trying to do that in NBA because I do think that that's probably the right way to do it. But, you know, I bought a guy for 15 bucks and now I was wrong or he wasn't, the guy I need anymore, I'm, or I find my lineups, I buy him on a Wednesday and by Friday I'm setting lineups and I'm not using him and I can get 13 bucks for him. I'd much rather just do that. And, you know, just that $2 was part of my, my, my game week outlay to increase. And now hopefully I yield that back or hopefully, and this is what I've noticed more often than not, the other guy bought on the other end, maybe I made the two bucks for him and it's just a kind of a wash. But, you know, I, I hate more that guy that was 15 going to five. And now I'm just waiting this whole way. I'm like, I could have just locked in the buck 50 or two buck loss a week ago. And instead I decided to be stubborn. I've held and now I'm down 70% because I really was wrong about that guy. That's what yeah, I see. I get that. That makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> okay. Um, sometimes you're just wrong. Like I know this on flips, like, like as somebody that's just been do, using NBA as seeing an opportunity to go, 
not only do I want to play, but you know, I can use some knowledge of like depth charts and things like that to my advantage. Mm-hmm. And I'll just buy up a lot of guys when I think I'm right. I'm also wrong. Like I did, <clears throat> I backed into being okay, but like, um, what was it? Monday? No. Sunday, Saturday, one of those days, <laughs> one of those days in the last week, Alex. But uh, it was the day Ja and Desmond Bain were out. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and I'm just like, well, what if this is a little bit more than maintenance? And I bought right. up like three or four Tyus Jones, three or four Dylan Brooks. Funny enough, didn't buy Conchar because at the time I'm just like the guys I wanted were Tyus. Tyus I, I wanted the guys I thought had the truly the biggest upside. Right. And we're still having a solid role if the two came back. Mm-hmm. I got kind of lucky that Bane ended up being injured when he did because mm-hmm. I get them and I actually I gave the so rare community less credit than they deserved on that or the typical buyer because what I had been seeing is you have a guy that goes off the previous night and everybody wakes up the next morning and they go oh my god this guy went off I should buy him. I'm like, I can make a couple bucks in here. Right. It didn't happen. Tyus Jones went off exactly as I expected because nobody was there. That's what he does. And I haven't priced at like, I, I want to say I spent 40 bucks on them and I posted them for 50. I'm like, 10 bucks in the bag. Didn't work. But then all of a sudden, Bane's out. Then all of a sudden, they, they all sold. So oh, I didn't get left holding too much of a bag. Yeah. I think that's kind of. I don't know. I don't want to make everything about like, I don't want to put everything in line with my point of, you know, like it'll come around and just hold because you're right. Like, I don't know that it'll come back around and it might be, it might be forever until it comes back around. And then as a guy who is perpetually out of Ethereum, having it available and able to spend and improve my team is better, but I don't I know. think you got to think of this. I think you got to think of the spread in there and not just like, or even opportunity cost is not the right term. I, I fully understand that opportunity cost is the right term, but it's the best term I can think of not only in one cup of coffee. But all right, you spent 15, 15 has gone. Sunk cost, 15 has gone. doesn't matter that you paid 15. It's just what yeah. it is. Players worth 13 and it's Robinson Earl and they're starting Poku and Basley's back and whatever. And he's now buried again. And you're like, I ain't using him. <clears throat> Could you use that 13 bucks on somebody else better? And now if it took Robinson Earl a month to get back in the rotation, just right. to get back to 15, where you in your head goes, now I'm even. Oh, yeah, five, five, 5%. So you need to get 16. <clears throat> but now I'm even. Now I can sell him. Well, you just missed how many game weeks? 18 game weeks of using that 13 bucks. Right. That would be my thought. I could be wrong. I'm listing Robinson Earl at a loss curve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get you I, I think that's just the reality by people like never taking at a loss. It's just like, well, how long is are you sitting there not being able to progress things? Right. Because you're for lack of a better term, you're being stubborn. Very and much. Not, not taking a buck loss or two buck loss, like yeah. very insignificant amount of money when it when when you think about it. 
you can gain back. And I honestly think Correct. you can you can make the money that you're going to lose back very quickly. I very. think that if I had my NBA gallery listed in dollars instead of Ethereum, like, because I look at my Jared Allen, I bought him at 0. 0.023. His, okay. his last sale was actually right around there, but he's, his floor is currently 0. 0.0203. And to me, I'm like, oh man, like that's a pretty solid percentage of what I spent. And then if it were in dollars, I'd be like, oh no, that's like four bucks. And I don't really but care. That's, that's the funny thing about doing that. But again, so like Jared Allen's a bad example because I think he's a great part to have yeah, and sure. he's a Cav. So there's multiple things for you. Like he has all the upside things that me and you love. Now I'm actually starting to think like a, a lineup. Well, we can talk about a second lineup of five centers is not the worst idea or four right. centers in Luca, five out, <laughs> five out basketball. No. But um, uh, like somebody like him, I don't, I don't care about that because he also served a purpose type of thing too. But if all of a sudden, you know, he's still injured. If you needed that 0.02, then you just go undercut that guy. Hell, you go to 0.019. It sells in 20 minutes because we talked about how liquid the NBA market is. Yeah. Then you move on and then you go, you look at 0.019. I, I don't have any sort of concept of prices. I don't feel like anymore, but like that probably gets you a pretty, I mean, that I, I think that's still what the floor of Jalen Suggs was who's infuriating basketball player right now. But I mean, he dropped like 42 last night after we were making fun of him. Yeah. After I sold him, I was like, Oh, I could have sold him for way more. I don't look at his price graph. Really well, yeah, nice. this morning, this morning, he probably repopped. Everybody was just like, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. Oh, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He had a good game Alex. He no longer sucks. I need him on my team. Like, oh, I yeah. feel like that's the market right now. We have <laughs> a lot of middle fingers. It's, his floor is about 150% of what I paid for him, and I got out at 120%. So see, you can't. You, this is this is the stuff that will kill you. Sure. Yeah. It's just. I mean, it's again, like it's a couple ETH. It's or not couple, a couple ETH. It's a couple, couple of decimals. thousands, thousands of an thousands. Eight. The th, the this. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that so, big a deal, but yeah. So, have you thought any more about? Because I, I forgot the other point I wanted to do. But have you thought any more about um, just like roster construction? Like, I, I'll tell you, we we stumbled into silver data having the impact players. It's an awesome tab. I'm going to spend a lot more time on. And I think all me, you, and Laird were all shocked by where Killian Hayes was played this week. But I went from thinking it was just the, the biggest mistake to now all of a sudden wondering if the the, the masses were correct. And, and for those that didn't watch the server data show yesterday, the we were just like looking around Killian Hayes and Laird wanted to show off the new impact players. And we all just imagined that you're buying Killian Hayes, who's an L10 of 10, that he would go into champion because he was the best. He and Banton were like the best value plays of the week. Banton, you didn't know until 30 minutes before lock, but those were the best value plays of the week. Maybe Thad Young is up there. But in fact, what is it like 65 to 75% of his cards were played in contender, which technically has less elite rewards because you can't step up. So if you have a limited contender, you cannot win a rare. Limited champion, there's 150 rares out there. So just some automatically imagined people would put it in there. 
that was the exact opposite. Do you still think that's a mistake, or have you swept your switched the pendulum? Again, I think it's for me about how difficult it is to win some of those rewards, but. Yeah, I, I think ultimately, like in an ideal situation, you're using him in champion. If you have access to Doncic, Tatum, like Doncic, Tatum, Morant, and so SGA, SGA, yeah, right. Start. Yeah, he, he fits Start putting just in him there, where he so. deserves to be. Yeah, I'm just saying Doncic, Tatum, Ja, because that's what I, I know. Played this I know. Week. Um, so the thing is about that lineup is I wound up with. Ed Sumner and Drew Eubanks. Those were my four and five. And they both put up 27 and 24. And I think that's about what Hayes put up. But I think we we expected Hayes to do a little more than that. 22-6. Well, he has so, yeah, one more game tonight, too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. There's 92 in champion. And then... But what would you say... What would you say out of Killian? Thirty-three Hayes? Jackson. Hey, hold on. Can, can you just notice this? Let's... Love it. <laughs> hey, gotta get a lineup out there somehow. <laughs> um, what would you say is an ideal score for Killian Hayes? Like a, a score that you would be like, "Hell yeah, I'm glad I paid for him." Ah, uh, that's a great question. On an L ten of ten. 34, 35. But the problem, the problem is, is the L10 of 10 is not your expectation at the price anymore. Because sure. if you only expected, you know, 15 from him, then he's not worth. I think, I think with the last limited I sold here, let me rather than just doing it. By the way, the graph on him is going to be funny. It's going to be, oh, I thought it would middle finger more. See, it leveled off because he only went up to a 15. That's why all of a sudden I decided not to sell. It's I was like doing some calculations. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. His L10 may not shoot up. He has some really rough scores in the back, helping his L10 stay down. So I'm like, actually, there's a lot of sevens and tens and a negative 5.6 to help things down here. So I think it's 30. I think if he got 30, I'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean... But if he does 28, I'm not going, oh, I effed up. I, I don't I don't think we know enough of what scoring is yet. Because here was another topic that I had in mind. I saw a tweet, and I think you saw this too, but uh I don't mind saying the name because he's awesome. Harry trades, make sure you sub to his YouTube, does great stuff. Hopefully. We love Harry until USA plays Wales and then go USA. But anyhow, um, he put out a tweet of like his common team and it was all like really good scores. Um, but it was the week that Donchick dropped 86 and Joel and B dropped 101. And he was like, I can't believe this team doesn't score or isn't doing better. And it's like, dude, you didn't have the two outliers. You had none, neither of the two outliers. I think the hardest part going for sort of football to sort of basketball is there's no cap of the scoring. So, like, Kimmich or Messi drops 140 of points in football, it's 100. Yeah. Jason Tatum has an amazing game. And I think in Harry's thing, it was like Steph Curry. 
dropped like 63. Great game. Great game. A lot less great when Luca puts up 86 and Joel Embiid puts up 100. And this and week it's this week it's the opposite where all of a sudden, you know, like I had those three guys I mentioned all with 65, 62, 60. And then last night, Steph Curry drops a 78. And I dropped from a tier two rare to a tier three limited. Right. Like I mean, he, so he like, the there you go. like last, but that's just like the funniest thing about NBA where I think I do think it's hard, but it's also fun. Mm hmm is in football there's so many guys get hundreds in a given game week and the ownership's so spread it's so much smaller like 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 here's limited champion i would venture to say if i'd be the first time we don't see steph in the lineup is sixth and i'm surprised that banton is in two of those top nine you're surprised or you're not or i'm I'm surprised he's not in more yeah, but that's just because he wasn't. But uh, we go back to impact players. Yeah, true. I'm sure he's not in a lot of lineups. And I bet you. But here's the fun part, right? Uh, why am I frozen? But here's the fun part of stuff. He. Oh God, I think I screwed that up. <laughs> uh, Laird will be like Keith. Can you really not use our tools correctly? Yes, I'm sorry, HG and Laird for butchering your tools, but um. Only 56. <laughs> yeah. And but then if I was winning looking contender, it's gonna be a lot more. That goes back to the hundred and fifty three times the amount of Bantons in contender as champion. Weird. That's a weird one because I feel like I don't He's know. It's perfect build to like like right here, right? Perfect build. So this guy used Boot Champ, who was another, you know, trendy valuer. Why are you shaking your head now? Because I sold him. Oh, okay. I won him as a. Are you saying he wasn't a good play? I, I had him as a pretty decent play. I won him as a. Was like an hour ten of. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, but then if that's Steph, Luca, and Booker. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's. But that's by the way, so when we were talking about builds, this is the build, the exact type of build that I think is what you have to do to win champion. Yeah. So that going back to my question, not about, this, like, not this, like. Good for this guy to get up here. But Brunson, McCollum, Mo Bamba, who, you know, lucked into a really good role with Wendell Carter being out last night. I don't luck's the wrong word. Like he has upside anyways. But anyhow, um, Randall, Steph. To me, there's not enough star power there. Yeah. Yeah. To give an expectation at first. You catch the Steph game, you get the McCollum. You got you got literally the the absolute ceiling from Julius Randall. You got the absolute ceiling from McCollum. You got probably pretty damn close to the ceiling from Brunson. And the you fact that Brunson, the Brunson and Randall in the same lineup didn't cannibalize each other is pretty shocking. Right. But even like all of those outcomes, all of them hitting their ceilings in the same week. Yeah, that that's the, the gamble. Variance. But Steph is going to go off for 70 once every like four or five games. Sure. Booker can do the same thing once every like for him to put up 55 is probably more like once every four games. Yeah. Luca putting up 65 feels like his damn floor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you plugged in the, the, the trendy values of the week. Right. Like, I think that that is the consistent. I do too. I do too. And, and that's so, back to depth. I was going to say yeah. back to depth. That's why I kind of go, you know what depth I want? Hoop? Star depth. 
Yes, I agree with you there, especially because there are stars on the market who are far too underpriced. Like cough, cough, Anthony Davis, as we talked about, and I did not buy one. Later pointed out to us though after we talked about it, there was like three or four sales. Like, oh crap, I should start. When I realize I'm making a point, just just snatch. I've done that before. I I did that on my baseball show a couple of times. I was was like talking and on the other monitor, I'm like click click click. I I do think that because so Davis, uh, Pascal Siakam being injured, Damian Lillard dropped really far, and Lillard too is in that 39 to 40 range that we talked about that gives you a lot more flexibility. So the the question, oh wow, Sun Stack with Steph. That's really interesting. I couldn't believe that one did as well as it did. That's shocking. Jeez, fifty. They had two games. I I I don't I can't bring it up. I wonder if those a lot of those big outcomes were the same game. I'll tell you what, man. Aiden, I I I will not own a DeAndre Aiden. Oh, see, I want a DeAndre Aiden because his L10 is so something up with him, man. There's something up with him. I think he's upset being there because they wanted to trade him and all that stuff and that's kind of the reason i don't want (laughs) yeah hopefully he gets traded and then you can get some banger weeks out of that 28 l10 or whatever it is um the thing i wanted to ask though so that that lineup that was 278 that we kind of said lucked into it yeah 278 that gets you a tier one this week the average score tier there. One rare. Tier one rare. Tier right? one rare, yes. Tier one rare. Yeah. Top tier of rewards, yeah. That's what I was going yeah. for. Um, average score there is 55.6. Yeah. So, again, my lineup of Doncic, Tatum, Morant. 60, 60, 60 is what I expect. Like, that is – when I play them, that is what I expect out of them. Okay. So, really quick – you trying to say how do you engineer that outcome? Uh, not even necessarily how do you engineer it as much as like what do you need out of the rest? So that 60-60-60 means your two other guys who are going to need L10s of like 15 and below. You need 98 collectively out of the two of them. <laughs> Look at who the second son, the third highest scorer of the week was. Yeah, he went off. Um. <laughs> So with the three-man build, like if you're playing Ja Tatum and Doncic like I did, huh. I, f- I feel like you have to have a Banton or you do. a, a Bochamp, not a Sumner and a Eubanks. And that's the lineup that I'm rolling out. And Definitely not a Sumner because the route to Sumner having a game is Durant missing. Like as long as Durant is there, I don't ever see how Sumner gets run. Like you're almost better with a Terrence Davis who's a backup. I, and that, that that's incorrect. I was just gonna say, like Terrence Davis, this this came in a blowout. Terrence Davis is actually a really talented player that's just buried on the bench. Like he's like my, you know, I've been pumping up uh uh Nikhil Alexander Walker. And by the the one day that he pull, he shows up here, you guys will hear about it. Cause I'm only it might only be one time because Utah's too good. But no, no. but like I just don't see Sumner having the upside. He had a he's like a cash play. Yes, very much so. He had a thirty-four on L ten of like eight, and which 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 you know what? Then I didn't even realize he had that. Then I'm mistaken. 
but I do but think it, that like even the, on that, you need a sixty-four. Yeah. <laughs> you need a, you need the other guy to outdo Doncic and Tatum and I mean Moran. I mean, so here's the, here's the, the the weirdest thing, and I, I this it's kind of coming back to a DFS concept that's somewhat actually it's always bugged me for a while, especially in NBA. I think I know is, what you're going to say, but. <laughs> Let me know if this is what you say. But for the longest time, 300 points ended up being like this, like, I don't want to say holy grail, but people would just go, I just need 300 and I can cash. And then you get a night where you get the Bantons that everybody knows about. And let's just say Terrence Davis was starting and he's min price. Everybody knows about that. And you just get like these predictable builds of the value guys that then allow you to fit Giannis and Luca and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden the guy scores 310 and he doesn't cash and the cash line is 340 points. And they go, oh my God, it's broken. It's like, it's actually not broken at all. Banton was 75% owned and dropped 60 for men price. Like 300 was not a good enough score. So I go back to the sober point of that and I go, it all just depends what the scoring is. Right. Right. Absolutely. 300 and beads, 300 and beads are out there and and they all score a hundred. The, the, the floor got raised that week. Right. Yeah. And that is what I thought you were going to say. And I agree. Okay, like, I don't, good. I don't, I don't think I'm aiming for 278 every week. My, my point right. is more so like if I'm running three stars out there and they just put up, you know, 60, 60, 60, then like I I have to have the the outlier on the low end. Like if I don't have Steph Curry the outlier on the high end, he's not gonna make up for Sumner think, and Eubanks on the bottom. It's I either need two of the stars to go off or mm-hmm. you know whatever. I need to make that up somewhere. And if your stars are just putting up 60, which is still a hell of a score, you need the bottom half to pop and it's just like you, when I'm running a Sumner Eubanks out there, it's. But you know what I think the answer is, Hoop. It's going to come back to the 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 point we we actually somehow made a perfect circle on our points of getting way off topic. But I think this comes down to why I'm not big on scrub depth, for lack of a better term, because what I what I think is proper for you to do in that exact situation is run that star combo. Every week, regardless of L10, without fail, because they give you the most upside in the top end. And then you just need to plug and play with your projections on the bottom end. Yeah. And just hope that, look, Drew Eubanks, hold on, let's actually go there. Because I, I know for the Spurs last year, he had, a, he had a couple games. So, like, I don't necessarily think that he is the wrong play there. And I might even take back my Sumner. I mean, look. Right. That's why it happened. But like even I got 39. I mean, Would, even like yeah. this whole run right here. And that was for the Spurs last year. We played them a lot in DFS at the time. But I just like wrong. to point then, out they play each other tonight. I still have a chance. One of them can yeah, pop. You still have a chance. But even like Sumner, look, that graph's interesting. You know, I don't I don't know Sumner to have like that elite elite upside. So maybe that's more of where the fallacy there was. But I mean, you got to have to go like why I think it's just good to rerun that lineup over and over again is you're locking yourself in a reward floor. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is like. With the exception of Jokic, with the exception of COVID. 
Right. Like you can't yeah. do anything about that. But otherwise, yeah. I would say, you know, eight out of ten weeks, Tatum, Doncic, and what was the other one? Embiid? No. Uh Ja. Ja. Tatum, Doncic, and Ja is almost just going to produce a reward. Like probably get you within 20 points of the floor of a reward. And then it's just like you do enough work on your projections. Shout out. So are FP. But you do enough work on your projections that your value guys are going to have a role. They're not going to be zeros. Right. And so that's what's, that's what's happening yourself, both Yeah. So you're locking yourselves in a tier five. So it's like, it's honestly one of like the perfect strategy. Like it actually is the perfect strategy for this game, which is let me lock in a reward and then just root for the home runs. And I have the right guys to hit the home runs. I just can't predict when Joel Embiid's going to drop 100. You want to know the funny part? What's that? Last week was the first week I ran that, and I was I was tier two, rare, right. and fell down to tier three limited, and you know who I won? I have no idea. I don't know if I know. Bochamp. <laughs> I told him. <laughs> but I mean, but again. But when I should have played him. <laughs> Sure, sure, but what what did you make on him? 0.01215. Yeah, probably should hold him for that price. <laughs> but I mean, it, but but you know, you all of a sudden sort of start a Excel sheet, or you know, Server Data has it. Shout out Server Data. But you know, on your yielding of these guys, and all of a sudden, like, you know, you probably paid for Donchick. I know you paid. You paid a great price on Donchick. Uh, you had like 0.23. Tatum, yeah. I doubt you paid too much more than like 0.1. <laughs> 0.06. Jesus Christ. Good job. <laughs> um, Morant, 0.05, 0.06? Uh, the value was 0.09. He okay, was, that's fine. He was I, I have popping. no problem with it. Yeah, I have no problem with it. Because guess what? You don't need to sell him. No. Just never. keep yielding him. <laughs> so those are three guys. So that was 0. 0.4? 0.35. Oh, geez. Why did I, I drop the one, added a two, and I got off. No, but... uh. 0.35, and then your value guys are going to be less than 0.05. So every single week, you're running a lineup for 0.4 ETH. So let's just call it in US dollar terms, less than 500 bucks. That two times a week is probably going to yield you a floor of five bucks. Maybe less. Let's just call it five bucks. And an upside of a thousand. Mm, yeah, because it's going to be champion. So upside, more than a thousand. Luca Rare is. What is Luca Rare? This is my CTV. I didn't even I didn't even share the screen for the Luca Rare's point. Yeah, about a thousand, a little more than a thousand. So I mean, Beautiful. that's exactly what you should be doing. Yeah, that's true. I just need to actually hold on to enough Ethereum to and just don't uh, add and buy those guys, and don't add extra depth so that you have because the most important thing is to have that ETH available to plug those two spots. Yeah. That's fair. With the right guys, though, right? With the right guys, not the okay guys. Because I think that's just what we just proved. I think we proved on all that is it's not the okay guys. It's the guys that you could, like, it's being ready, the Banton News hit, and you are in the right spot. Yeah. And you get yeah. It. That makes sense. I like it. That actually resonates Alex, we with just me solved, a lot. <laughs> we just solved all your problems. Just go out yep. there and win, baby. Love it. Just win, baby. <laughs> Just one week. We we started out both of us struggling this morning for coffee and go, you know, and we just found out how to win Alex all the money. 
What a show. <laughs> we'll report back. We, 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 we have to end on that note. There's, there's nothing, nothing better. Complete mm-hmm. circle. Alex wins everything. Easy game, yes. guys. Yesterday, we got to play the best plays. Today, we got just win, baby. So <laughs> yeah. I, think, yeah. I think we're doing well. It, I think we're doing well. Easy game, everybody. Easy game. All right. We're going we're gonna to cut at that. Alex, show them your day, man. Try, yeah, try to warm too. up. Try to warm up. I'm worried about, I'm worried about your, your temperature. <laughs> Hypothermia. Warm up. <laughs> All right, guys. Without well, thank you so much for watching. If you haven't already, hit like, subscribe, comment. We all greatly appreciate it. With that, we'll say see you.